Chapter 33 Reshma was just about finished with her packing when she heard an urgent knock at the door. She hastily put a blanket over her things on the floor and wiped her hands on her pants before opening the door. She cracked it open just a bit and realized both Tyke and Berg were standing there. In the dark, only the simple flame of a candle illuminated their faces. Without saying much, she let them in and the men quickly sidestepped inside. Reshma went back and took away the ridiculous attempt at hiding her things. No sense in hiding much, she murmured as she began strapping her travel pack and weapons over her shoulder. Something wrong? Berg looked tired but was fully dressed and carrying a candle in a holder. He'd been awake for a while now. Someone's coming to the village, Tyke said quietly. I think it's the Ilderums. There's a dozen or so torches coming. We have to help. What? Snuff their lights out? Reshma asked raising an eyebrow. Literally, or... Berg said in confusion and looked at the two. Both senses, Reshma said. Fire doesn't harm me in the same way ice doesn't harm Tyke or Ilse. Berg didn't stop to ask more questions, but instead guided them quietly out of the inn. We have to warn the town, Tyke said. Whether you elder them or not, they don't seem friendly. These people will need to hide or fight. He was interrupted by a loud boom and crash. The trio just barely closed the door and felt the evening air when they saw the roof splinter and crash. Someone had felled a tree close by and it leaned into the roof. They could already hear screams inside. I'll help people get out, Reshma said. You better wake everyone else up. Hurry! She was already gone before the other two could say anything in return. She was armed to the tooth and had a lot of extra weight on her, so she made a quick trip to the horse stalls and dumped as much of her gear as possible and hastily threw a horse blanket and some hay over it. She looked up and saw Dash was still in his usual stall. Her mind brimmed with questions and confusion but shook her head and ran out again to get back into the inn. People were already filing out in small groups, huddling and looking back at the inn's condition. The tree's trunk continued to splinter violently and sank deeper into the roof. Screaming and yelling filled the whole building. Reshma entered as Rolf and Pia were still inside, guiding people towards the front door. They looked up at Reshma and ushered quickly for her to join the people. I'm here to help! She answered before they could protest. Another crash and another scream. I'll go help up there. No, young lady, stay outside, Pia cried up the stairs. Reshma didn't listen long, but went against the current of people in bedclothes and traveling gear, trying to tote as many of their belongings as they could carry. The building had two full stories of rooms, and she kindly helped those who came her way, but Reshma also had her mind on those who might have been stuck or injured from the tree. She reached the top floor and suddenly felt a warm gush of air blow past her. She shielded her eyes since the gust came with sparks and ash. She looked up and saw smoke billowing and flames growing. Reshma could always tell the difference in smell between certain fires. It helped to know how to cure wayward flames. Looking at the flames stung her eyes, not because of the sheer amounts of heat and sparks, but it smelled exactly of home. Without further hesitation, she rushed straight towards the flames. There was hardly anyone left on the floor as Reshma looked in each room for any survivors. She heard cries of distress from the mangled mess of wood chips and soot. She licked her lips and hummed an alto tune. She raised her hands above her head and clenched her fists like she was lifting and pulling something towards her face. The flames were strong, but after a few minutes, she was able to pull out and suffocate the flames. All that was left was rubble. Reshma used her hands to dig through to get to the doors. She kicked one down and it revealed a sick man looking out the window and up at the roof in astonishment. He turned as soon as Reshma entered. The flames are put out. Use the stairs while they're still there, Reshma said through heavy breathing. The man was pale and looked as if the thought of leaving was too daunting a task. 
She went to the window and started shouting for someone to come up and help her carry the man. She turned to him and looked into his face and said, I hear more people trapped. Just go to the stairs and someone will help lift you. I have to get the others. Then she was off again. There were three more rooms to check, but there were many branches and ash everywhere that made it difficult to navigate. Can you hear me? Reshma cried. Is someone still up here? Suddenly the tree in front of her exploded with flames again, not much to her surprise. Who the hell is down there? Reshma's heart ignited with a similar flame as it started to beat faster. Come down here and face me, you coward! She yelled back. She hoped her voice would bring quick recollection. Two male patrons came clambering up the stairs from behind and Reshma turned around, the flames behind her. Woman, get out! They cried. Get the man in that room! Reshma barked, pointing at the room. They covered their faces with their arms and burst into the room and carried the man away behind her. Hey! No, you get out now! Reshma said, shooing them away angrily. She turned to face the fire again and saw none other than her older brother standing in his own doing. The flames licked up his Yildirim armor like excited dogs greeting their master as he kept them at bay. Sister? Jerem, you're alive! Reshma cried. Is setting a building on fire any way to greet your favorite sister? What are you doing here? He asked. If it were possible, Reshma could sense he was both angry and embarrassed to see her. His dark hair looked like hers except longer and wavier. He had a small pointed beard that made him look much older than she remembered. Saving these people you're trying to destroy, Reshma said. What are you doing with that phony necklace on? Take it off and see what you've really just done. My orders, Jerem answered. It's also my orders to take you into custody. You're asking what I'm doing? I should be asking you, traitorous sister. Take that trinket off or you're not my brother, Reshma said. She was already making movements and singing notes to kill the fire again. Jerem, this is wrong. He looked at her as she snuffed out the fire again. His throne of flames disappeared. So did the screaming. Either the people escaped through the windows or they were no longer alive. Reshma stared up at her brother. She knew that the amulet made him something that he wasn't, but couldn't believe he would so willingly kill strangers to obey orders. Where's Mama and Papa? Where is everyone? Reshma said. Are they safe? Jerem looked coldly down at his sister from the scorched pile of branches. No one is safe as long as that ice-chanted girl walks free, he said. Is our family alive? Reshma grunted and started running up to the waist-high pile, making an effort to climb up. She grabbed hold and swung her foot up, but Jerem anticipated it and climbed up the broken tree and made it outside of the building before Reshma could get close enough. Come back, Jerem! Reshma cried. I want my real brother back! She roared back in frustration and collapsed on the pile. She screamed as if she could actually feel the flames that were once alive. She was doused in it again as Jerem set the tree on fire once more. Reshma walked away from the still-burning inn, clutching her arm. Physically, she was scraped up and sore, but otherwise sported no burns. Emotionally, she felt raw and drained. Once she joined the crowd gathering outside of the inn, Pia rushed right to her and began fussing over her wounds and asking questions a million times over. Missy, that was good and brave, but you could have gotten yourself trapped and killed, she kept saying with multiple variations. Did, did everyone get out? Resma asked between heavy breaths and coughs. A family made it out the windows between the two fire blasts, Rolf said. The sick fellow is being tended to. Everyone but three people are accounted for. There's not much you could have done to get them out. 
Reshma's body quaked as she felt someone put a blanket over her shoulders. She just sat there and stared into the red dirt. My brother just killed those people. Reshma! Reshma! She heard. She looked up and saw Berg approaching her and crouching down. You're all right! He put his arms around her and she let him in, sinking into his chest and squeezing her eyes shut to pinch away tears. Parts of the inn began to collapse and crumble into the earth. Reshma turned and saw townspeople heaping their own dirt and sand from the ground and up towards the flames to snuff it out. Reshma quietly began humming to herself and Berg loosened his grip on her. He watched the inn crumble, but at the same time witnessed the flames, smoke, and heat slowly ebb away. He watched the inn crumble, but at the same time witnessed the flames, smoke, and heat slowly ebb away. To anyone watching, it just looked like the people's efforts to douse the flames were actually working. Tyke is long gone, Berg murmured. He was very afraid of the Ilderums, but helped a lot of people today. That was smart of him, Reshmer replied. So what's going on? Did the Ilderums leave? As if to answer her own question, a soldier approached the group with a whip secured to his belt and a shield hoisted on his forearm. Berg and the others stood straight while he gently pushed Reshma towards the ground. She crouched down and maneuvered her way back towards the middle of the group and towards the back. This town is under our command until further notice, the soldier said. Any resistance, large or small, will result in befitting consequences. No, sir! This is my property you just destroyed, and you have no business being here! Rolf cried out. She could hear the sound of a slap or strike across the face. We have strict permission to enter as we wish! A man countered. You can't just barge in! A female voice cried out. It's the middle of the night! Could you have picked a more convenient time to come burn down our livelihoods? Get out! Now! Another man roared. Suddenly, light flashed in the near darkness and Reshma felt an unfortunately familiar jolt in her body. The soldier had shocked everyone present and they all fell down in surprise and pain. She joined them and tried to overcome twitching muscles as she crawled to get away. This is one form of a befitting consequence, the soldier said tersely. You are to bring forth anyone that is not native to this village. That is, any people with normal hair colors. We refuse to join you. Reshma could hear Pia murmur shakily. It was like hearing her own mother. The way her voice struggled to not sound weak almost made Reshma want to hug her close in comfort. We aren't here to make recruits out of you, the soldier said. We're here looking for stowaways. You cater to outsiders, don't you? The nice ones, the woman replied bitterly. She gasped and sputtered as she was shocked again. Reshma looked around for the clearest way to the stables. It was to her right and behind the soldier in question. I'm not nice the soldier muttered. Reshma surveyed her surroundings and her options. She needed to get out of there and considered making a scene to draw the soldiers away. The only question was how close she could get to the stable before she got shocked. She flinched when she heard a terrible roar coming from her left. A swarm of dragons burst and clawed their way out of their shelter and descended like devils onto the buildings and soldiers. A few small ones tackled the soldier that faced them and he fell on his back. Reshma looked to Berg and realized he had a small pipe still held between his lips and he looked like he was blowing furiously into it, although it didn't make a sound she could hear. In the dark, she scrambled to her feet and dodged oncoming soldiers or dragons. Many of the dragons swooped and flew past her but never directly at her. Her short time in town and around the shelter seemed to instill some kind of loyalty that at that moment she was grateful for. Reshma clambered inside the horse stall and realized all her things were still with Dash. He looked all saddled and ready to go so she quickly led him out and hoisted herself and her things on his back and rode off. As she rode out of town, Berg looked to the girl riding like mad. He gasped as she suddenly burst into flames. 
She was like a human torch, and somehow she didn't seem to be in pain or to injure her steed. She rode off into the mountains, and the soldiers quickly took notice. Berg and the others took courage and cheered as half of the soldiers marched off into the darkness to catch up with the fire girl. The wood witch will lead you to your doom, gents, one woman cried. And whether or not the people agreed with her, they still cheered their support. Someone powerful stuck her neck out to help them. A dozen or so soldiers stayed where they were and used their power over lightning to strike down the dragons in flight that attempted to maim them. Once a handful were struck down, the others took the hint and flew off, either back to the shelter or off into any direction, never to be seen again. Berg put his pipe back in his pocket and sighed as he watched them take wing into the night while he was on the ground below in the middle of chaos. A soldier held his hand up and cast sparks like flint on stone and the people recovering from the crumbling inn crouched down to the ground, humbly muting their courage. Someone here should start talking about that girl and her friends, the female soldier commanded. She's gone already. What more do you want from us? Berg piped up. The soldier took a few steps and kicked him, landing a blow on his upper arm as he fell back. Where is she going? Where is Ladala? The soldier tried again through gritted teeth. That's what I want from you. The wood witch and the wood elf working together, Berg wheezed. I don't know where you come from, but that's bad news for you if it's true.